San Francisco chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. Our chapter is made up of 1,000 members and 16 issue-based and internal-facing committees where the heart of our organizing happens. This is a praxis-centered podcast where we talk about the tactics, strategies, and actions of winning socialism with the organizers who plan and implement them. I'm Darby Thomas, co-chair of the San Francisco DSA Mobilizer Committee. And I'm Dale Smith, uh, DSA San Francisco member. And so, Dale, I wanted to ask you about um, the the city's general response to unhoused people during um, these recent storms that San Francisco's been having. Uh, It hasn't been great, um, although it hasn't been all that surprising to me. You know, uh, the city's protocol um, when it comes to dealing with with colder and wetter weather um, isn't great. You know, they're supposed to have a program which is called SNAP, which opens up extra shelter beds and mats and emergency shelters. But, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago uh, during the storm, which was one of the worst ones in the past 10 years, um, they only opened 25 mats, you know. So they were still going about, you know, dealing with folks on the street the same way as they would if the, the weather was, you know, fine out um, and, you know, forcing them to move along, taking their stuff, basically like threatening them if they didn't like go do what the, you know, the police or the Department of Public Works were saying. Um, you know, there might be some extra shelter beds with openings, but the reality is that um, you know, if people don't feel safe in those shelters or if they don't feel like they can have their belongings secured, like they, they have the right to say no because they don't feel safe. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So uh, one of the things our chapter is doing in response to the this very um, insufficient response by the city is uh, mm-hmm. this winter survival gear drive. Can you talk about what that is? Yeah, so... Um, a couple of our comrades decided to, yeah, that we should um, do a fundraiser to help raise money to, you know, help buy tents and sleeping bags and tarps and, you know, propane tanks and stuff of that nature, stuff that people could use if they're, they're staying out on the streets or if they're trying to get some refuge from the weather. So we raised about $5,000 in a couple of days, um, which was really amazing. And then we were able to buy, you know, like dozens of those things to be able to pass them out in different areas um, in the city, such as the Tenderloin, Selma, Haight, um, the Bayview as well, and the Mission. Um, so we've really tried to, you know, go all over the city and try and find folks who really need, um, really need support. Um, you know, unfortunately, there is a lot of people out there who don't have anything to help shelter them from the weather. And so even though we did make a, a small dent trying to make sure that people, um, you know, are able to 
you know, stay a little bit more dry. There's still a lot of folks that are, are unsheltered right now that need some support. So, Yesterday, I saw that you and um, a handful of other uh, volunteers from our, our membership were out there distributing stuff. Uh, do you feel comfortable, like, sharing anything you saw or, like, what the general response from, like, um, folks that you were, like, uh, meeting on the street were like? Yeah, I mean, people are generally very grateful mm-hmm. for what we were able to offer them. Um, you know, uh, it's, it, it was definitely kind of overwhelming. Um, me and another comrade of mine, we went down to the freeway over by like Cesar Chavez and Petrero. And, um, you know, we were able to talk to some folks there and pass out a couple of tents and sleeping bags. But, uh, yeah, there are definitely way more people that needed tents and sleeping bags or anything more than, more than we had. And, um, you know, it made me realize like, all right, like it's good to have like socks and other small things, but like people are really, you know, especially right now, just trying to get out of the cold, trying to get out of the rain. So um, definitely whatever people can do to, to help with that makes a big deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like one thing um, about uh, the, the tents is that it feels like people are like um, always needing to have them replaced. Can you talk about some of the reasons why just like handing someone like a tent, uh, like yesterday probably means that they're going to need one in just like a couple of days. Yeah. So, I mean, the big thing is that, um, you know, the city has a policy and it's had this policy for a really long time of doing encampment sweeps. So basically what they'll do is they'll show up to somebody who has a tent or an encampment and then tell people that they have to come along. They're supposed to give them a certain mm-hmm. amount of notice, um, either like, you know, well, it's supposed to be written and verbal, and it's either supposed to be a sign that's put up with at least 24 hours, but typically they don't do all those things, if any of them. Um, and what ends up happening is that people, you know, they, they might get, you know, woken up at like five in the morning and it's raining out and there's a cop and, they're basically just like, hey, you have to move. Like, also, you can't take everything with you. And one of the things you can't take with you is your tent or your sleeping bag, even though it's like still pretty early in the morning and it's still raining and people are still trying to rest before they have to go to work or try to figure out what's going on with their day or whatever. So, um, yeah, it, it stinks. We've definitely had some folks who we've passed out tents to who literally like that evening had them taken away. Um, but that you know, this is the policy that the city has had for a long time now. So it's it's not all that surprising to me, although it is really frustrating, definitely disheartening yeah, it, at times. It definitely feels uh, like a totally pointless exercise on the part of the city. Um, it it does nothing except like cause misery, and yep. is just is ridiculous and it's so wasteful. So. Yeah, we're, we see the situation, right, where um, people are just constantly having their stuff seized by the city. They need the, the stuff replaced. And this just ha- they're just constantly hassled um, all the time. Um, yeah, so thank, thanks for being out there. Uh, so another thing that we did differently this time um, compared to the other time we, times we've done these uh, distribution drives um, is we have this like hotline set up. Can you talk about um, where that idea came from, how it's uh, going to be used, um, and you know, just talk about it generally? Yeah, totally. So we did manage to set up a Google Voice number 
Um, the number is 209-407-2609. That's a 209-407-2609. The idea with this was just that, you know, it would be good to have a record of people having their stuff stolen or destroyed by the cops or public works um, when it happens, you know, because typically, you know, the more time that goes on between like someone losing their stuff and someone actually talking to them and trying to report stuff, stuff can get pretty hazy. So um, the, I thought, you know, it'd be a good idea to help set up this, this hotline. um, So people can call in, you know, like report the details of what's happening. And then, you know, if we do, have like the resources available hopefully someone would be able to reach out to them and see if they needed another tent or a sleeping bag or even if you know they'd be willing to use their information to try and get their stuff back if the police did just confiscate it and take it to dpw's lot or whatever um or maybe even potentially you know use it as leverage to to file a lawsuit against the city at some point um the coalition on homelessness has been thinking about this for a while now and um, we definitely have gotten a lot of statements from people who have had their stuff confiscated but it really helps to have these explicit details of like x officer came here at y time and did see me and like destroyed all my stuff and when you have you know the record of that um, assuming the person is okay with that information being shared it can be used for much more than just like all right like we know what happened to you how can we like help you out right now you know and so if uh if someone wants to help with either the uh, survival gear drive or anything else with our homelessness committee um what are some upcoming things that they can get plugged into um so we have our meetings uh twice a month the homelessness working group um we meet on mondays from six thirty to at the DSA office in San Francisco, which is 350 Alabama number nine. Um, so we're going to have our next meeting on the 4th of February and then another meeting in two weeks on the 18th of February. That would be a great way to get you know plugged in if you're looking to get involved uh, directly with DSA. Um, another action that's coming up this week is uh, this Tuesday, there's going to be a hearing at the MTA at City Hall. Yeah, so there's an MTA meeting at City Hall from 1 to 3. It's going to be in room 400. And uh, the Coalition on Homelessness is asking folks to come out because the city is trying to uh, put in more um, parking restrictions uh, in certain places in the city, um, specifically to target folks that are living in their vehicles. You know, there are a lot of folks that are out on the streets and might be living in tents, but there are also a lot of folks that live inside their vehicles. Um, a lot of families, especially because they, you know, they're afraid of what would happen if, you know, um, CPS found out that like there's a, you know, there's a homeless family that has like a kid living on the street and they could potentially lose, you know, they could, it could break apart their family. And that the last thing we need is more, more kids in foster care without loving parents, you know? So, um, yeah. So MTA meeting one to three this Tuesday, it would be great if people would turn out for public comment to speak out against this, um, to stop, you know, the, the restrictions that have started to happen on public spaces in San Francisco. So that does it for me. Was there anything you wanted to share that we didn't talk about? No, that's fine. Everything's fine with me. Thanks for having me on here, Darby. Yeah. Thanks for, for doing this uh, second interview after I mess up the recording from the first. It's all good. I've been there. (laughs) Right on. All right. Well, thank you, Dale. Bye for now. See you later. Bye.
The Democratic Socialists of America is the largest socialist organization in the United States. We have over 120 chapters in 48 states. We're an activist organization, not a political party. To become a member, go to dsausa.org. To find out what our local chapter is up to, visit dsasf.org. Our intro music is by Young Chomsky. Yeah.